evening, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Geeks Who Hunt. I have a brand new guest with me tonight. Um, we pretty much just met about a minute ago, and, and it's still a little awkward, but I'm hoping we can kind of ease into our brand new friendship. Um, and with me tonight is... Brendan, how's it going? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's... Uh... <laughs> It's it's been an interesting couple of weeks. We've we've got a lot of like breakthrough cases where I'm living, so we're just kind of like avoiding landmines right now. Oh God, yeah, I feel that, and we're we're about to travel into a big number three hotspot, and we're not happy about it. So yeah, okay. So enough with the bad talk tonight. We're gonna talk about. I actually don't know what we're talking about. I'm trying a new a new thing where I let the guests control what my episode is gonna be about, and. Like I said, I have no idea. So, Brendan, what are we doing tonight? All right. So, uh, right now, we're going with kind of a general theme of, like, gateway horror. Um, of uh, You know, and this is this is kind of a fun uh, sort of thing we can branch out in a couple ways. Because you've got the, how do you, you know, if you're dealing with a younger audience, how do you introduce horror to kids in, like, a, a fun way without scarring them permanently? Mm. And then there's also, of course, the... You know, if you've got like adult friends who are like, oh, I'm not really into scary movies. Well, how do you corrupt them so that they are? <laughs> OK, that actually is really nice. I can see us talking quite a bit about that, actually. So what do we want to start with, the kids or the adults? Um, well, I I've kind of like got a little horror geek in training. Um, I uh, I've got a four year old who um, currently I hope hopefully the uh, the sleep has stuck. Um, but uh <laughs> I've I've got a little four year old who has just kind of started showing interest in like spooky stuff in terms of more challenging media. And it's been a little bit of a fun journey going on, especially since um, I also like buff, I, I kind of planned for this. I was like, OK, a few years ago, I was like, OK, I'm going to make a list of stuff that's like good kid friendly ish media, but that will also <laughs> like kind of just mess you up just a little bit. <laughs> I, I totally feel you. I don't know if you know or not, but we've got a three-year-old and pretty much, I mean, as soon as we brought her home from the hospital, man, I, I never stopped my horror watching. So she right right now, she loves horror too. So fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I think like the, you know, as kind of like an example of this sort of, you know, concept, um, like just a few weeks ago, she finally conquered scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, really? And I'm not sure why she kind of picked that. Um, the uh, and it, it, it's like the the fairly harsh PG-13 movie that came out a couple of years ago and there's there's some pretty intense scare mm-hmm. sequences and mm-hmm. and it's also got like a lot of heavy thematic stuff going on and for some reason back when she was just barely starting to get a movie she watched like a piece of that and noped out very quick and decided like nope too scary bye there's a <laughs> there's a zombie without a toe I am gone <laughs> but. She, I guess, kind of had that in the back of her mind because every now and then she would talk about the movie that she was too scared to finish and it was too scary for. And then, like, you know, years passed and she tells me a few weeks ago, I'm not too scared for scary stories to tell in the dark anymore. I want to watch that. And so we did. And we've been kind of like pulling movies off of the off this list. Um, It's just like, you know, I, I was just I do letterboxed. And so it's just like a bunch of stuff that ranges from like. Ray Harryhausen's The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, Ghostbusters, um, a couple Miyazaki movies because he likes to get a little bit weird and freaky with his imagery, you know, stuff like Mm. Tremors and Hellboy. So, you know, just like that kind of like 
nice unsettling PG and PG-13 stuff, you know. Does she have anything that's her favorite that she likes to go back and watch? Because with my daughter, it's Coraline, uh, Paranorman, and Corpse Bride. Like, those are her top three favorite, like, ones that she will always watch. As far as, like, her favorite overalls, like, she's, she like, her favorite media thing just in general is um, either She-Ra or Avatar or... Like, she's really into, like, these long-running shows for, for like, the spookier movie stuff. Um, she's uh, she's actually, like, multiple times since watching it asked for scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, so I oh. don't know if that's, like, turning into a favorite of hers. But she's also really liked Coraline, and she's seen that a couple times. So, I don't know. She's, she's really into that. Um, anything where, like, kids are involved. Because she's also into the Spiderwick Chronicles. Yeah. Wow. So anytime you've got like kids dealing with like creepy supernatural stuff, she latches onto that pretty well. That's awesome. I my daughter, we tried we've tried watching like Beetlejuice, um, and we just currently uh just tried watching the Wallace and Gromit's Curse of the Were Rabbit. Like she she has no interest in those, but I I definitely remember watching those as a kid and feeling like they were kind of a nice stepping stone into watching horror. Um, cause you know, the creepy imagery and stuff, but my daughter has no interest in it whatsoever. Interesting. Do you think it's because it's like, a just the, the, that it's a little bit older or cause I guess what is Beetlejuice now? Like almost 35 years old. Yeah. Um, I think with Beetlejuice is because there's, it's not cartoonish. She definitely has a thing for watching a certain anime style. Um, but for, the Curse of the Were-Rabbit, man, I have no idea why she wasn't into that. Because, like, I could have swore it had everything she'd want in it. Like, she's watched um, Wallace and Gromit before. She doesn't really have any problem with the animation style. And, you know, we were like, oh, it's a Halloween movie. You're going to love it. It's scary, but it's not too spooky for you. So don't worry about it. It's about this giant rabbit and stuff. And she just, nope, didn't want to. She didn't care about it. I, I don't know. So she just, like, totally lost interest. Yeah, no, she she tried watching for about a good 15 minutes and then was off to play with Barbies, so. Yeah, maybe just not the time. <sighs> no, but she has no problem watching, like, spooky horror movies with me and Ulrich when we're watching it and stuff. So, I don't know, I guess maybe it's just not her cup of tea. And who knows, like, it could be she comes back, like, two or three years later and maybe, like, you know, some of the more obvious horror references the movie drops. She's like, oh, wait, now I can be in on the joke because... <laughs> they're they're really laying it on with Wallace and Gromit. They're having a lot of fun oh, winking yeah. at the audience. Oh yeah. So I guess we kind of didn't. We're not really hitting upon the topic that you're talking about, like intro horror for for little kids. Like I honestly don't have much of a hand put in that into that one because I wasn't really allowed to watch horror as a kid, and it wasn't until I snuck to my friend's house to watch, you know, um, Nightmare on Elm Street that I first saw horror, and that was like fifth grade so <laughs> yeah i mean i i kind of accidentally fell into horror i got the crap scared out of me by ghostbusters 2 of all things as like a four-year-old and it put me off baths for a solid month oh, because no. oh yeah no when the bathtub comes alive and tries to eat the baby i was like oh well that's <laughs> gonna happen to me now i'm just never going in there ever again <laughs> Great. Another thing to keep a kid from, you know, washing. Yeah, right. But I 
I don't know, because I was at the same time, you know, so this was like me going, oh, okay, I don't like scary movies. So movies with ghosts in them that are supposed to be scary. I mean, you know, I was four, so I thought Ghostbusters 2 was supposed to be scary because, you know, I was four. I didn't know it was supposed to be a goofy comedy. Mm. It just had a scary part in it. But, you know, at, at the same time, I just had a fascination with monsters. And I think like a lot of kids do. Uh, I feel that's why dinosaurs are always like a big hit with kids, because dinosaurs are like... They're monsters, but they also actually really existed, and you can go see their bones. True. So I, I kind of think kids have, like, a just an innate fascination with monsters, and so, like, finding ways to, to kind of, like, introduce that can really help lay the groundwork for, you know, kind of using them in scary ways later. So, you know, for—and, and of course, this is going to be different for everyone, but, you know, for me as a kid, like, I was into, like, dinosaurs and Ray Harryhausen and— all of my favorite parts of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit were like, ooh, we're going to devote an entire chapter to giant spiders here. Or, oh, now there's these, you know, like weird things in the in the dwarven mines. And, you know, that was always like fun and cool. But I never really kind of like connected the dots of like, oh, wait, I like being scared. Yeah. Um, so like one of the things that that we did with Marion is we did like some kaiju stuff because she was just kind of fascinated with monsters in general. Mm. And so like. When she was when she was like two, two and a half, we were watching Godzilla movies and half the time she couldn't understand what they were saying. But she loved watching the the monsters do their monster stuff. And then also, I think like Ray Harryhausen is a great way to to introduce kids to multiple genres because he just did so much. And she she was really into like specifically like the the seventh voyage of Sinbad and, you know, just anything where there was like some adventure, but also some terror, which I feel like, you know, Steven Spielberg captures really well in some of some of his more like, you know, family friendly early films like Raiders or Jurassic Park. Uh, and and no, Jurassic Park was one we actually kind of had to like work up to because that does get pretty intense. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, Ulrich tried her on Jurassic Park and she loves dinosaurs. She absolutely loves dinosaurs. She had no interest in the movie. None at all. She didn't even wait to get to the dinosaurs? None at all. We were like, no, because, like, we got to, uh, you know, we got to the part where it was first introducing the the T-Rex and stuff like that. And we are like, oh, my God, look at that. Look what the T-Rex is doing. She's like, oh, okay, and I'm done. And it was just, like, blank, nothing. It was it was such a letdown because we were looking forward to it because she loves dinosaurs. And she loves crap like that. She loves um, the uh the kaiju movies too and stuff and she's got two two godzilla action figures and everything no had no interest in the movie yeah and there's always like every now and then when you're when you're like as fun as it is introducing to you know kids and stuff like to to stuff that you're really connected to and seeing them connect to it the same way like sometimes it'll just like slide right right off of them yeah I was I was almost heartbroken the time I showed her the the Errol Flynn Adventures of Robin Hood that was like it was like uh, my favorite movie as a kid. I was like, oh man, Marion, we're gonna watch this. And it's got like princesses and sword fights and all kinds of stuff. And she was like, <laughs> and half the time she was just like running around playing. And it's like, <laughs> oh well, okay, I guess yeah. it's not your cup of tea. And I guess yeah, I feel that. Okay, I as fun as it is to reminisce about kids and what we wish they would watch. I want to really talk about adult horror, though, and how we can scar our friends into getting them to watch horror. Because I like to do that a lot. And when people go, what's a good intro horror or something, you know, easy to kind of ease me in? 
I'm kind of an ass and uh, <laughs> I pick things that, you know, just really push people right into the deep end because I feel like you're going to watch horror. There is no introduction to it. You should just jump in. And if it's your cup of tea, if something just tickles your fancy about it, even though you're scared shitless, you can keep going. <laughs> but if not, you have no you you don't need to be in my realm. <laughs> yeah, that's well, there's also once you're dealing with like an adult audience, I feel like you kind of need to break through some some like mental barriers to get them to engage emotionally. You know, exactly. we're so like jaded and cynical as like older people. It's like, oh, hell. especially like now we've like lived through multiple horror movies just on like just just through our national like crises that we've had to deal with with the past like couple decades so you got to kind of like kick oh, yeah. people out of their out of their rut you know but is there a director that you would recommend somebody start seeing because if they want to go with something a bit newer i would definitely oh my god i just forgot his name and we just watched one of his movies the the malignant person oh james um, wan yeah if you want something like if they want something a bit like newer, like a bit more in touch, I would definitely recommend James Wan to start with because his stuff is really good. But other than that, like Wes Craven, like his stuff is really good if you want to do some of the older stuff. Wes Craven also has the advantage of and and actually like I, I would I'm 100 percent with you. James Wan would be one of the directors that I would suggest, uh, not just because he's relatively recent and he he manages to like do a lot of very stylized stuff, but also stuff that doesn't feel as like creaky as the 70s and 80s. But he also has a lot of genre breadth because he's done stuff like Saw and Death Sentence, where it was like, you know, kind of like torture horror and thriller and, you know, almost like action horror stuff. But then he's also done mm-hmm. ghosts and he's done like he's like he's done fucking puppets, you know, like he's yep. he's done a lot of, you know, so you can kind of like like I kind of feel like horror should be treated as a buffet anyway. And so with James Wan, you've already got like a sampler part of like, okay, what are you into? Cause you could just jump straight to malignant. If you really just want to screw your brains around a lot. <laughs> I know. But for that one, I feel like you also kind of have to know like the, the funny tropes of horror and some of just like the, like the tropes are just in general. I don't know. Cause you know, it's not just a straight up, you know, horror movie, it's also got some cheeky shit in it. So, I don't know. Especially, well, well, Malignant is, it's very, like, clearly doing a, we we know that you guys are looking for certain horror tropes, like that, just the freaking prison scene alone, where it's like, hey, here's all these character archetypes from different prison, uh, like, (laughs) inmate exploitation movies and we're literally dressing people in these costumes from these movies hey. and no one's gonna freaking get that if they're not looking for it you know hey okay i'm gonna put myself out a ringer there okay i went into this thinking that 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 was gonna be a you know a serious horror movie and even though all these tropes and all this shit was coming up and ulrich was laughing and like i could see them and stuff i was like no this is a horror movie. It's not supposed to have this stuff in it. And I was getting so upset because I wasn't liking the movie because it wasn't a straight up horror movie and I wasn't seeing all the stuff. And it wasn't until like three quarters of the way in, I finally had to like step back and go, okay, this isn't a horror, like a, a serious horror movie. I need to relax. Every well, they, they sold out, it like The Conjuring and then the movie decides to be Evil Dead too. 
<laughs> I know. And and I love that. I love that. And I wish that I would have gone in with a bit more of an open mind about it instead of being like, no, this has to be a, you know, this has to be a straight, straight and narrow horror movie and stuff. Because I feel like I would have enjoyed it at the beginning a whole lot more. Yeah. And okay. that's that's one of the problems with the way that they, you know, I, I appreciate that they definitely sold it so that they didn't spoil anything. But I mean, that's part of like, and that's something you have to deal with when you're introducing your friends to the genre. You just kind of have to like calibrate your audience and be like, okay, you know, what are you, what are you expecting to get out of this? How can I like be a little bit cheeky and maybe disrupt your comfort zone, but not completely shut you down. So if we're going to stick with James Wan, I definitely think um, Dead Silence is a good one because it's one that I, okay, I really enjoy that movie. I know a lot of people don't, but I still, and I know that, People don't like it and they think it's goofy and whatnot, whatever. I still think it's a good one because there are some like the the ending when I saw it the first time, I didn't really expect that. And, you know, because I have a thing with dolls and stuff, it kind of hit me on a different level. But I still feel like it had some good tense moments, but it wasn't too, too much. So I feel like Dead Silence is almost kind of a good intro horror yeah, I feel that's a I feel that's a solid call. I I definitely wouldn't go, you know, I, I probably wouldn't go the conjuring just because it's it's so relentlessly terrifying in its in its tone and atmosphere. Yeah. And and I and I definitely wouldn't like say, you know, start with Saw because I mean I'm just not like a huge fan of that, but also it's just kind of like really grimy and just kind of like unpleasant in a lot of ways. It's not like if you're trying to introduce someone to horror, I do think it has to be like a little bit of fun. Like you have to add something that's that's a little bit not just, you know, terrifying and off-putting. Like you have to make them want to come back. Ooh, Cabin in the, the Cabin in the Woods would be a good one. It has a bunch of horror tropes and stuff to it. It's still kind of funny, but but it still has some kind of um, creepy, creepy, God, what are they called? Creatures and stuff. I think that one would be a good one. I, I definitely agree. Um, and actually, you know, since you brought up Wes Craven, I think that not only is he a good, like, starting point horror director for a lot of the same reason James Wan is, but if you just say, okay, start like, with, if you like, look, look at Wes Craven, start with Scream, see if you like that. That's like a really good kind of like because Scream like Cabin in the Woods clearly spells things out to the audience so you can be in on the the joke of the movie pretty early on. So uh-huh. that way, you know, of course, like everyone who's like already, you know, seen all the movies that they're referencing will will already kind of know this stuff. But the rest of the audience gets like just that little bit of a lifeline. So between like Randy or in Cabin in the Woods, the guys in the control room. That's that's absolutely a great way to just be like, okay, here's some of the things. And also, yeah, no, Cabin in the Woods is just like it's a great film regardless of genre. And it's oh, yeah, it's also like I don't want to say it's not like scary, but it's not nearly as just like messing with your your emotions and making you feel like tense the whole time in a way. A lot of other, you know, kind of like more harrowing, scary movies are like there's so many peaks and valleys in cabin those where we'd be like ooh, a little bit of a spook oh but now we're laughing ooh, this and and it just kind of keeps that going right up until like the end is kind of just like fun and awesome even though these horrific things are happening yep and there's a lot of ridiculousness in it especially from i i don't really want to call him the weed smoker because he's like he's like super freaking smart 
but all he does is smoke weed. So the stoner stereotype, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. we, we can, yeah, the, the fool, well, I the guess fool. whether or not yeah. he's, whether or not he's the fool, because of course the, the movie itself plays with like, okay, who's the fool, who's the whore, who's the this, who's the that, but yeah, I mean, okay. I guess you could maybe argue that he's the scholar and the weed is kind of like his superpower focusing thing, but, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, hard agree on Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> okay. So I want to get your opinion. Um, if somebody wanted to know what would be the best or like what what couple movies should they watch if they wanted to start out in zombie okay so let's see here i actually kind of had my roommate go through this recently and we started just way back at the beginning um with we just like do well not not the beginning we we started with you know george romero and just did like night of the living dead and just went through like his zombie movies Mm -hmm. and then we kind of branched out from there um but now that there's there's just so much zombie stuff. Yes, there is. Okay, so for for if someone were wanting to get into zombies now, I might actually start them with the Night of the Living Dead remake that George Romero wrote and Tom Savini directed. Um, okay. Just because that one, like, I feel they they treat the character of Barbara a lot better. Like, she's she's got a little bit more of, like, a Sigourney Weaver energy to her. True. Um, and and of course, like you know, Tony Todd's like really good in that as Ben, and so I'm I'm kind of like a you know just a fan of the casting there. And I might I might start with that, but I would also move on to some more wild stuff pretty pretty soon. Like if if someone says get me into zombies, either the second or the third movie I'm going to show them is Little Monsters with Lupita Nyong'o, and Shaun of the Dead is going to be pretty soon there too. Oh yeah, Shaun of the Dead is wonderful. Uh, and I know this is a little weird, but if you have no, if you don't have your foot in the video game world and stuff, I almost feel like the Resident Evil movie does a pretty good of kind of getting in there too, because it's zombies, but then you also got different types of monsters and stuff, but plenty of action and stuff. I don't yeah, know. and also they do, they they also like are a good way to get introduced to the rules, because like Michelle Rodriguez's yeah. character goes through the whole zombie bite thing. Yep. And, and hey, you know, someone gets cut into meat cubes by lasers. That's not something you see every day. No. And and like I said, I mean, as a fan of the video games and stuff, too, I still like the movies. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed them because I think I watched the first one before I ever even started playing the games and stuff. And I know that there's a whole hoopla on the Internet of everything, but I think that's all crap. People don't know how to enjoy things. I mean, the, the Resident Evil movies are like they're doing their own thing and they they kind of get pretty good at it. I, I you know, it's it's a very different thing from the video games. It but is. I, I mean, honestly, if you're playing Resident Evil for the story, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. But like Capcom is not making those games for the story. <laughs> <laughs> so getting mad that the movies changed it seems to be missing the forest for the zombies. Exactly. OK. I have to ask, I have to have to ask, because this is one of my favorite type of horror movies. What are your feelings on the B-rate movies, B-rate horrors? Do you I, watch I, them? Do you like them? Okay, so you're going to have to be more specific with B-rate horror, because I, wa- I, I watch a lot of terrible stuff. Exactly, that right there. Um, Anything so, yeah, that no, I, anybody I would consider terrible. <laughs> Okay. And well, I mean, I love like B genre stuff anyway, because you never know when you're going to find like something that 
so like a um i guess a year or two ago i was just kind of like looking for some just like hidden gems and i discovered this movie from the 80s called the nest which Mm -hmm. i've never heard of and it was it was one of those things where you like oh man i i saw the cover of this thing and it's got like this giant insect that's on top of someone and it looks like just about to eat their face sure i'll check that out and it's like not a good movie but it's doing a great job at being a a movie where giant bugs eat people and it's got like some like really cool like gnarly special effects and it's it's very obviously like someone looked at the thing and was like we don't have the money to make a john carpenter movie but here's what we do have <laughs> okay i i don't know if you will ever be able to find it because we only found it at hastings and you know hastings isn't around now and it's either 70s oh, or 80s that, i know i i miss them so much um uh 70s or 80s i'm not really sure about the decade or what year or whatever and I can't be quite certain about the the name now, but one that was just so terrible. It was hilarious and awesome. And it was one that Ulrich and I wish we could watch again, probably put in our in our in our movie DVD so we could watch. It's something something rug suckers from Mars. Oh. And it was about like like aliens came and um they possessed a a vacuum and terrorized this one woman like i remember did naughty things to her Um, oh no that's the one with like the giant like vacuum robot thing oversexed rug suckers for mars okay yeah no i think that's is that okay i'm pretty sure i've seen the the cover for that one that's like yeah no that's got like a giant freaking robot like holding a woman he's got like vacuum cleaner hoses or something sticking out of them i i have not seen that one but that sounds like exactly the kind of terrible shit that i would that i that i need to look for oh my god it came out in 89 yeah an advanced alien experiment unleashes an an apocalyptic force of nature on planet earth all i remember is some lady getting her hoo-hoo snatched that by a vacuum that is all i remember from it and it was like the acting is terrible, but it's so freaking hilarious. And it is just the oddest horror comedy. I, I don't even know what to tell you. And like I said, I don't know if you could ever find it. But if you can, anybody listening out there, please watch it. It's okay, hilarious. Well, I am adding that to my uh, <laughs> my search my search queue now because that looks delightfully awful. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I love B, I love B horror. It's, it's just, it, there's so much of it. And the people who make B horror are the people who like turn to Sam Raimi and then make masterpieces in the genre. Exactly. And I would love, I've tried before to introduce people to B horror, like not just, you know, like over sex rug suckers from Mars, that type of B horror. But then there's also like, you know, Thanks Killing and I love the Gingerbread Man series. It's terrible and weird, but I I have something that that Gingerbread Man serial killer man is hilarious and I love him so much. But people never take me seriously when I say just enjoy the ride because they they watch it and they're like, "Why the fuck would you even recommend me watching that? That was the worst movie in the whole entire world." Well, yeah, it, that's that's the point. You got to laugh with it. I know, but people don't like that, and I I feel like a lot of people are missing out on some really good stuff if they could just relax a little bit, you know? 
Yeah, I think we t- I think we take our media way too seriously. I that's, agree. That's kind of a broad that. problem. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's kind of the thing about like you kind of if you're gonna introduce your friends to horror, like I almost feel like you kind of have to start like a little bit classy, be like, okay, like here's here's a here's a nice cut of like here's some prime steak, and then we'll go out for Ooh, the really yeah. greasy burgers later. Yeah, with our. With our with our friend group, when we were all in an area where we could all get together and stuff before everybody moved, we used to have um, we called it Halloween parties, but we all got together and we would just sit down and we'd have um, I think it was about five horror movies and we would start um, with the least scary and kind of lead up to like the grand poobah of horror movies that at least we had in our collection and stuff and we had stuff in it like um, I think we always ended with uh trick or treat trick or treat was a great one that we pretty much always ended with you know it had like the core rules for halloween whatever but but we did cabin in the woods um one year we did nightmare on elm street because that's just a classic uh gosh what else i know there was a i know we did a zombie movie in there i just can't remember which one it was i don't know like i feel like if you're gonna whatever at least for us, whatever we want to introduce to our friends, because that's kind of what we did with with the horror movies on Halloween and stuff like that, was just introduce them to new types of horror movies. But we always ended with a really nice classic one, like I said, with Trick or Treat and stuff. And we, I think we did it for about three years. And our friends, none of them are real horror fans and stuff. But they always, I mean, we always made sure that they saw the, a wide spectrum of movies. And I feel like that's how it always should be. So... Yeah, I I do like a a lot of double features, and so we always do like a Halloween double feature. And the way we've done it several years in a row is we have like a slightly more family-friendly one first, and then we do one that's like sort of in the same vein, except it's much freakier. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, Hocus Pocus, and then, you know, one of like the Fear Street movies or, you know, something with like... You know, like not not the silly witches, but, you know, like the, you know, the ones that will actually like skin you alive and eat your stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I feel like you you do kind of have to end with something that's kind of like a big kind of a big bang. Like, honestly, if if you've got someone who has seen almost no horror movies and like you kind of want to throw them in the deep end, like it's really cliche. But, man, it's really hard to talk just saying like, OK, watch Alien and if you like Alien, you'll probably like a lot of other stuff in the genre because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's got like enough, you know, pedigree to it to look like a a film, but it's also got really, really gnarly monster shit. But it's not like so bad. Like, it's not like the thing, but it's mm-hmm. got some nice blood and gore. And everyone and it, knows Sigourney Weaver already. So it's like, hey, you've already got a you've already got a toe. In and if and if you really look at it, it's bits. not. Yeah. And if you look at it, it's not quote unquote scary horror. It's it's all visuals, but it's all action packed and stuff. So it's I I agree with that. It's kind of an easier way to kind of ease them into some of the things that they'll see later on. <laughs> it, well, exactly. And then then after that, like because Alien is basically a haunted house in space, it's like oh, okay, well you like that? <laughs> what about some haunted houses? And then so many things ripped off Alien. That you can, you know, especially in the B-horror movie world, you can say, oh, you like that? Well, what if you wanted to, like, dive into the gutter and look at this stuff? Because this stuff is fun, but they had $5 to make it. Yeah. Okay. 
this is this is honest to goodness really making me want to just sit down and like pull up shutters something and watch something really terrible (laughs) yeah i've i've had i've had a movie called slacks on my queue that's like a movie about sentient pants that eat people (laughs) it's 70 something minutes long and i'm like ooh, you know exactly what you're doing well done (laughs) oh my god that's great oh okay i honestly i'm gonna have to try and go look for that one now because i can't Oh my God, that's hilarious! All right. Now, um, now I'll have I'll have to warn you if you're gonna look for this, you have to spell slacks with two X's at the end. Oh no. <laughs> yep. Oh no. Oh, that makes it so much worse. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> okay. So I know it wasn't necessarily the original idea of what you what you were going for i'm i'm glad that we kind of were able to talk kind of like this to relieve some of the newness of our relationship i have to say now that you know i've talked to you and stuff i am definitely okay with you coming back trust me i am usually not this um not not this shy once I once I'm good with somebody after like the first episode and stuff i'm i'm usually really good with them and everything and I I would like to get back you I oh my good lord if I can speak I would like you to come back so I can pick your brain somewhere about things that you like because I don't really have a lot of people that I can really talk a lot about with horror so well I'm I am very down with that I I don't know that it's my favorite genre but it's definitely the one that I like it's probably the one I visit the most especially around this time of year I I found that I that I need to I need to have my comforts. I need to have my my dead things and my monsters when it's fall time. <laughs> okay. Well, I will go ahead and let you plug all your stuff. Find, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh yeah, sure. Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at blc agnew. Um, but uh, I do I do occasional writing for the uh, the Synapse um, media site uh, that's spelled C I N I. Uh, sorry. C-I-N-A-P-S-E dot C-O, synapse.co. Like I, uh, you know, I'll just post occasional stuff on there. Like my most recent piece is a, you know, hey, you watched Shang-Chi. Do you want to go watch some other, you know, martial arts fantasy action movies? Here's some of those that are cool. Um, So you can go check me out there. Um, I I also occasionally guest on the the School of Movies podcast, which... Yeah, you know, we've we've had some like guest crossover between between here and there. I know Chris has been on on both this show and that show as well. So uh-huh. those are good folks over there as well. Okay, cool. Well, I would like to thank you very much for coming on. I am glad we we had this conversation. Like I said, even though it wasn't the original kind of topic, we kind of touched it a little bit, but that was about it. But as always, listeners, I would like to leave you with horror tip number 27. When you find yourself lost, never follow the obscure shadow in the distance. That's just plain stupid.